Boris Johnson has resigned. The UK is in political turmoil as the Conservative Party battle it out amongst themselves for the top spot in the country, Prime Minister. Keep listening to find out which is the best candidate out of the three strongest candidates, Liz Truss, Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt. First, we will talk about Penny Mordaunt. She has been serving as the Minister of State for Trade Policy since 2021 in the Cabinet reshuffle by Boris Johnson. She has been an MP for Portsmouth North since 2010 and in Theresa May's Cabinet. She previously served as a Secretary of State for International Development for two years and a Secretary of State for Defence from May to July in 2019, the first female person to do so. She studied philosophy at the University of Reading and had some experience working in the public relations industry. She held roles within the Conservative Party under previous leaders John Major and William Hague and also worked on presidential campaigns for George W. Bush in 2000 and 2004. Mordaunt was elected to the House of Commons in 2010. She was part of the coalition government of David Cameron and she served as an Undersecretary of State for Decentralisation from 2014 to 2015. After the general election, Cameron promoted her to Minister of State for the Armed Forces. In the referendum, she supported Leave and wanted Brexit to happen when the referendum happened in 2016. After Theresa May was appointed as Prime Minister, she was also appointed as the Minister of State for Disabled People, Work and Health. In 2017, after the resignation of Priti Patel, she was appointed Secretary of State for International Development. She also served as Minister for Women and Equalities from 2018 to 2019. That's a bit of background on her parliamentary career and uh, background so far. So her background's pretty clean. And she has a lot of experience in Parliament in different roles as minister. She had her education at Oakland's Roman Catholic Comprehensive School in Hampshire. And she also studied drama at the Victoryland Theatre School. She became interested in politics after experiencing uh, work in hospitals and orphanages in Romania in her gap year. And that country was in the aftermath of the 1989 revolution. Her family wasn't particularly privileged and she went to a standard university. She was the first uh, member of her family to go to a university. After her graduation, uh, she was head of youth for the Conservative Party and she was focused on PR roles in various sectors. She also worked as head of broadcasting for the Conservative Party under William Hague. She worked as a communication specialist for the Freight Transport Association, which is now Logistics UK. And she also briefly worked as head of the foreign press for George W. Bush's presidential campaign. She was communications director for the Royal Borough of Kensington and Chelsea, the richest area of London. And then after that, she left to set up a new Anglo-American website called Virtual Conservatives for two years. She was also director of Media Intelligence Partners. She has a lot of experience in work and uh, in parliament as well, which makes her a competent and capable candidate for the prime minister spot. Despite this, in 2020, 
Mordaunt suggested that overseas development aid to vulnerable countries should instead be spent on a replacement for the Royal Yacht Britannia, as she has a background in naval service as well. This was controversial as the development aid was badly needed for developing countries not to rebuild a long-forgotten ship of British heritage. In her campaign video, she attracted criticism for featuring footage of a former professional sprinter who murdered his girlfriend and an athlete that was featured in the video requested to be removed from the video as well. Later, the campaign edited the video to remove the footage of the two athletes. Mordon is one of the favourites to win the Conservative leadership election and she is being heavily challenged by Sunak and Trust. And this is only because Ben Wallace, the favourite to win the entire thing, ahead of Sunak, Truss and Mordaunt, did not run for election in the leadership election following Boris Johnson's resignation. This puts her in a very strong position to take the Prime Minister slot. Lord Frost, the chief negotiator for Brexit, has accused her of being uh, incapable of uh, of good negotiation and of mastering the small details of being prime minister and has criticized her and said that she would be an inadequate prime minister if she was elected. One EU official has said that she was even less qualified than Frost uh, and has shared Frost's views about her incapability to negotiate well. Lord Moylan, uh, a former deputy leader of Kensington and Chelsea, Chelsea Council, uh, had to uh, get rid of her as a communications director after a few months because she was incompetent at the role. So despite all her experience in work and as a politician, she had incompetencies and inadequacies when she was in the roles. As a government minister, she once uh, rejected plans to make a connector of an electricity line between Britain and France that would run through her constituency, which led people to accuse her of making fuel poverty worse. After initially championing rights for trans people and LGBT communities, during the 2022 leadership election, she has U-turned on her policies, which has led to her being severely criticized. In terms of what policies she supports before her election and on her campaign trail, she has previously supported uh, net zero and climate action, and that she set, and that she is due to make an intervention uh, in the climate crisis if she is elected. She has also supported and announced a wide-ranging package of economic reforms, which she argued would provide a huge boost for plans to achieve net zero, and that up to three million green jobs could be generated uh, in a decade, creating apprenticeships, jobs, and training opportunities across the UK. She has also pledged to increase defence spending. Her voting record uh, shows that she is very pro-military and has consistently championed uh, military forces over common people. She has recently been advocating for statewide trade deals with the United States and has been leading the work on joining Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership trade bloc. The MP has also spoken about building greater ties with the Commonwealth of Nations. In terms of tax and public spending, uh, in terms of tax and public spending, she has pledged to raise the basic and middle earners tax thresholds in line with inflation at a cost of about £21 billion. She's the only candidate so far promising to reverse the Treasury's stealth tax of freezing income tax thresholds. 
She has said that further tax cuts are possible without triggering inflation. But overall, she has not advocated for tax cuts, but more for tax rises, particularly in the income tax department. In terms of immigration, she has pledged to keep on uh, implementing the policy of deporting asylum seekers to Rwanda. And in terms of education, she has consistently voted for greater autonomy for schools and was the first minister to go public over concerns over the 2020 exam grades, which were much higher than pre-COVID times. She's also in favor of introducing more grammar schools to the United Kingdom, which could improve access to education for underprivileged students, or it could widen the inequality gap between poor students who cannot afford tuition for 11 plus tests and rich students who can. In terms of housing, she's been campaigning to improve the availability of new homes and help people get up the property ladder. In terms of pensions, she has not yet revealed her views on the area, but has previously held a ministerial post at the Department for Work and Pensions, so has a bit of experience in that department. She has pledged to cut fuel duty by up to 50% to help people struggling to get to, get to work and school and with the help with the energy crisis. She said that this would be in place until at least April 2023, funded by increased VAT revenues as a result of inflation, which would be increased in line with inflation, the tax on which is VAT. In terms of her financial status, her family isn't super rich. She didn't marry a super rich man either. She's not a landlord either, which means she's pretty clean on the financial uh, uh, section other than unlike uh, Rishi Sunak, who is a millionaire, a corruption and you know in terms of political donations she has accepted donations from first capital consultants a firm owned a firm owned by terence mordaunt who is the chairman of the global warming policy foundation and penny mordaunt is not the only tory uh ten terence mordaunt has donated money to he's been a longtime tory donor to other politicians as well uh overall Penny Mordaunt seems like a good candidate, but she is riddled with inadequacies as well and will need to work to gain the trust of the people. Maybe Rishi Sunak would be better as she has been promising tax rises while Rishi Sunak has been promising to keep everything exactly as it is. So if you want stability, go for Rishi. And if you want to try something new, then Penny Mordaunt is the one. But I'm not really sure if uh, she'll be able to govern the country well. We move on now to Rishi Sunak, who has served as a chancellor for for two years from 2020 to 2022, and also served as a chief secretary to the treasury from 2019 to 2020. Uh, He is a member of the Conservative Party, as is known widely. He has been member of uh, parliament for Richmond, Yorkshire since 2015. He was born in Southampton to Indian parents who migrated from East Africa and he was educated at Winchester College. He, he studied uh, philosophy, politics and economics, uh, the degree which has been catering for the upper echelon of society for many years and particularly conservative politicians. And he attended uh, Stroud School, a preparatory school in Hampshire, uh, where he was head boy and editor of the school paper. 
He waited tables at a curry house in Southampton during his summer holidays. While he was in university, he undertook an internship at Conservative Campaign Headquarters. In 2001, he was interviewed along with his parents for the BBC documentary Middle Classes, Their Rise and Sprawl, during which he remarked, I have friends who are aristocrats. I have friends who are upper class. I have friends who are working class. Well, uh, not working class, which shows his detach, which uh, the media has been uh, portraying as showing his detachment from uh, society and from the common people and the British public. In 2006, he gained an MBA from Stanford University, where he was a Fulbright scholar. And and at Stanford, he met his future wife, uh, Akshata Murthy, the daughter of N.R. Narayana Murthy, the Indian billionaire businessman who founded Infosys. Sunak and Murthy are the 222nd richest people in Britain, with a combined fortune of a whopping £730 million as of 2022. After graduating, he had experience working in finance at Goldman Sachs and as a partner of the hedge fund firms, the Children's Investment Fund Management and Chalim Partners. Just his background shows his privileged upbringing and the amount of involvement he had with finances and how much wealth he had. And the path that it took for him was quite easy and well laid for him to become a rich and wealthy and powerful politician. And it's looking that it's looking like Rishi Sunak will be a strong candidate to become the prime minister, which will only increase his status. This is ironic, as an Indian person would now be ruling over Britain only a mere centuries after only a mere decades after India was being ruled over by Britain. Unfortunately for him though, he became the first Chancellor in British history to have been sanctioned for breaking the law because he was issued a fixed penalty notice for breaching the COVID-19 regulations and attending a lockdown party with Boris Johnson, which uh, is a detail that most people forget because of the focus on Boris Johnson. Sunak repeatedly supported Brexit and supported Boris Johnson's claim to become the Conservative leader in 2019. In Sunak's defence, he became Chancellor in a very difficult time for the United Kingdom, uh, and his first budget took place during Covid in, on 11th March 2020, um, included an announcement of £30 billion of additional spending, of which £12 billion was allocated for the mitigation of the economic effects of the Covid-19 pandemic. As the pandemic generated financial consequences, Sunak's measures received criticism as some workers were unable to qualify for the Treasury's income support measures. The acting leader of the Liberal Democrats, Sir Ed Davey, said that people were being unfairly hung out to dry, with their dream jobs turning into nightmares after hundreds of MPs contacted the Chancellor. The Institute for Employment Studies estimated that 100,000 people could not be eligible for any type of government help as they started a new job too late to be included on the job retention screen. Sunak was part of a committee of cabinet ministers comprising uh, also Johnson, Matt Hancock and Michael Gove that made decisions on the pandemic. On 17th March, Sunak announced a £330 billion support package, largely funded by uh, central bank loans, in emergency support for businesses, as well as a furlough scheme for employees. This was the first time a British government had created such an employee retention scheme. 
The scheme was announced on 20th March 2020 as providing grants to employers to pay 80% of staff wage and employment costs each month, up to a total of £2,500 per person per month. The cost has been estimated at £14 billion a month to run. The Coronavirus Job Retention Scheme initially ran for three months and was backdated to 1st March. Sunak eventually extended the scheme until the end of October 2020, but multiple extensions were offered after this until it was finally ended after 30th September 2021. However, the schemes were heavily influenced by fraud and billions of pounds of the scheme's uh, wealth was given to fraudsters and hackers and corrupt money was uh, dealed around to richer richer people rather than the poorer people who really needed it during the lockdown. In July 2020, Sunak created a very successful plan for dealing with uh, economic output called Eat Out to Help Out and he also added a stamp duty holiday, a cut to VAT for the hospitality sector and a job retention bonus for employers. This helped a lot for the people during the COVID-19 pandemic and raked in revenue for the economy and helped kickstart the UK after the COVID pandemic. These are one of the some of the early successes of Sunak's uh, time as Chancellor. In November 2020, The Guardian reported that Sunak had not declared a significant amount of his wife and family's financial interests on the Register of Ministers' interests, including a combined £1.7 billion shareholding in the Indian company Infosys. This was directly against ministerial code and added to the row about his wife's non-dom status and his attendance of Mr Johnson's lockdown party. His popularity heavily declined as the cost of living increased despite, despite having measures uh, in place to reduce the impact on families and businesses. He was not able to significantly offer any help to rising inflation and rising petrol prices. He is the only MP in the leadership race who does who has not announced any tax cuts and who wants to keep everything financially in terms of policy the same, which is a good thing and a bad thing because uh, if it's not going to change, you're not going to lose more money, but you're also not going to get more money. In terms of what policies he supports, he does not really uh, have a history of supporting uh, environmental plans to reduce carbon emissions. He repeatedly vetoed plans that would reduce greenhouse gas emissions and would be costly to the public purse. He also blocked plans on insulation and renewable energy, even though they would significantly help reduce the UK's environmental impact. In terms of defence spending, he has vowed to uh, maintain that at its current level. He has been uh, very generous in terms of support to Ukraine and he's given over £2.3 billion in support to Ukraine. Despite uh, increasing measures to help the social care crisis during his time as Chancellor, he's been accused of not doing enough to help the NHS operate. Despite Sunak's background as an immigrant, he has said he would retain the controversial plan to deport asylum seekers to Rwanda, saying that we need talented people and hardworking innovators to come into our country rather than having uh, insecure people come into our country. We need control of our borders. In terms of education, Mr Sunak in his autumn budget announced £1.8 billion extra for education recovery 
This was seen as heavily inadequate as it fell far short of the 15 billion pounds which Kevin Collins, the catch-up star, said was necessary in the summer before resigning from his post. In his speech, Mr Sunak said his overall school funding plans would restore per-pupil funding levels to 2010 levels in real terms by 2024 to 2025. In terms of housing, Sunak announced an £11.5 billion fund to build up to 180,000 affordable homes. But critics have said that that is not enough to help sort out the housing crisis that has been riddling the UK for decades. In terms of pensions, Sunak restored the triple lock which could see pensions rise by 10% in line with inflation. He said that pensioners were among the most vulnerable in society and needed to be protected, which people have heavily criticised and have said that he is not uh, protecting those who are economically active and who are providing for the country's economy. Overall, Sunak has a background of corruption and has a background of competence uh, administration as a chancellor. He's a mixed personality but would be a capable leader of the country compared to Penny Mordaunt and would bring stability in a time where the UK really needs stability. But there's a risk that he would be attacked by Labour heavily in the House of Commons during Prime Minister's questions and that he would lose the general election for the Conservative, which would give a chance to Labour and Keir Starmer to have a go at government. Lastly, we move on to Liz Truss, who has been serving as an MP for Southwest Norfolk since 2010. She's also served as a Foreign Secretary since 2021 and a Minister for Women and Equality since 2019. A member of the Conservative Party, she has served in various cabinet positions under Prime Ministers David Cameron, Theresa May and Boris Johnson. After graduating in 1996, Truss worked for Shell as a commercial manager and Cable and Wireless, rising to head of public affairs before being made redundant, and became a qualified management accountant. After losing her first two elections, Truss became the full-time deputy director of Reform in January 2008, where she advocated more rigorous academic standards in schools, a greater focus on tackling serious and organised crime, and urgent action to deal with Britain's failing com- falling competitiveness. She co-authored The Value of Mathematics and A New Level, amongst other reports. Truss attended Merton College, Oxford, where she was president of Oxford University Liberal Democrats. She graduated in 1996 and subsequently joined the Conservative Party. She worked as a graduate entrant trainee at Shell and a director at Cable and, Cable and Wireless before becoming deputy director at the think tank Reform. As a backbencher, she called for reform in several policy areas, including childcare, maths education and the economy. She founded the Free Enterprise Group of Conservative MPs and authored or co-authored a number of papers and books, including After the Coalition and Britannia Unchained. Truss served as a Parliamentary Undersecretary of State for Childcare and Education from 2012 to 2014, before being appointed to the Cabinet by Prime Minister David Cameron as Secretary of State for the Environment, Food and Rural Affairs in the 2014 Cabinet reshuffle. Though she was a prominent supporter of the unsuccessful Britain Stronger in Europe campaign for the UK to remain in the EU in the 2016 referendum. She ended up supporting Brexit after the results of the referendum. After David Cameron's resignation in July 2016, Truss was appointed as Secretary of State for Justice and Lord Chancellor by Theresa May, becoming the first female Lord Chancellor in the thousand-year history of the office. 
Following the 2017 general election, Truss was appointed Chief Secretary to the Treasury. After May's resignation in 2019, Truss supported Boris Johnson's successful bid to become the Conservative leader. After Johnson was appointed Prime Minister, he appointed Truss as Secretary of State for International Trade and the President of the Board of Trade, before appointing her as Foreign Secretary in 2021. She is the first female Conservative Foreign Secretary and the second female Foreign Secretary after Margaret Bucket. Beckett. Truss was appointed as the UK's government chief negotiator with the European Union and as the UK chair of the EU-UK Partnership Council on 19 December 2021, succeeding Lord Frost. Truss served as the chairman of the Lewis Ham Deptford Conservative Association from 1998 to 2000. Truss unsuccessfully contested the Greenwich London Borough Council elections in 1998 and 2002. She was elected as councillor for Eltham South in Greenwich in 2006 and stood down in 2010, shortly before the end of her term in office. Truss has campaigned for improved teaching of more rigorous school subject, espe subjects, especially mathematics. She has noted that only 20% of British students study maths to 18 and called for maths classes to be compulsory for all those in full-time education. Truss herself studied maths and further maths at A-level. She has argued that comprehensive school pupils are being missold easy, low-value subjects to boost school results. Comprehensive school pupils are six times as likely to take media studies at A-level as privately educated pupils. Truss has also criticised this over-reliance on calculators to the detriment of mental arithmetic. From March 2011, she was a member of the Justice Select Committee, remaining on the committee until her appointment as a government minister. As Education Secretary, she announced proposals to reform A-levels by concentrating examinations at the end of two-year courses. She sought to improve British standards in maths for fear that children are falling behind those in Asian countries like China and Singapore, and led a fact-finding visit to schools and training centres in Shanghai in February 2014 to see how children there have become the best in the world at maths. Truss also outlined plans to reform childcare in England, which would overhaul childcare qualifi qualifications and increase the maximum number of children relative to adults in a care establishment, with the intention of widening the availability of high-quality childcare, along with increasing pay and qualifications among staff. The proposed reforms were broadly welcomed by organisations and charities. As Environment Secretary, Truss launched a new 10-year bee and pollinator strategy to try and reverse the trend of falling bee populations, including a strategy to revive traditional meadows which provide the most fertile habitat for pollinators. In 2015, she, she approved the limited temporary lifting of an EU ban on the use of two neonicotinoid pesticides, enabling their use for 120 days on about 5% of England's oil seed rape crop to ward off the cabbage stem flea beetle. Campaigners have warned that pesticides have been shown to harm bees by damaging their renowned ability to navigate home. Trust cut taxpayer subsidies for solar panels on agricultural land, as her view was that the land could be better used to grow crops, food and vegetables. She described farming and agriculture as hotbeds of innovation and promoted the production and export of British food, including cheese, pork pies, apples and milk. Her remarks at the Conservative Party conference in 2014 that we import two-thirds of our cheese, that is a disgrace, and her grinning claim to be opening up new pork markets in Beijing were widely mocked. In March 2015, she was one of only two cabinet ministers to vote against the government's proposals to introduce plain packaging for cigarettes in what was technically a free vote. 
Truss has, has had a very successful career as a politician, has, in, has implemented many reforms and has been controversial in some areas, but has been relatively free from controversy and from inadequacy and incompetency in her time as a politician. Truss is known for her libertarian views and support for free trade. Truss founded the Free Enterprise Group of Conservative MPs, a free market collection of parliamentarians arguing for a more entrepreneurial economy and fewer employment laws. Initially, Truss supported the United Kingdom remaining in the EU, saying that I don't want my daughters to grow up in a world where they need a visa or a permit to work in Europe or where they are hampered from growing a business because of extortionate call costs and barriers to trade. As Foreign Secretary, she also called Saudi Arabia a partner and an ally. On culture, Truss has discussed woke culture, stating that the Conservative Party should reject the zero-sum game of identity politics and reject the illiberalism of cancel culture and reject the soft bigotry of low expectations that hold so many people back. She's also suggested that Britain should not ignore the history of the British Empire, but the UK should embrace the country's history if they are to compete with hostile states. She is on a more liberal spectrum of Conservative MPs and is more closer to Labour in terms of political positions than uh, Labour itself and other Conservative uh, challenges to, for Prime Minister. In terms of who's backing her, she has uh, Nadine Dorries and Jacob Rees-Mogg on her side, who were key supporters of Boris Johnson. In terms of policy, she's very supportive of the COP26 commitments, and she is backed by the Energy Secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, who is strong uh, and assertive on renewable energy commitments. She is also supportive of higher spending on defence and security and has been advocating a tough line against Russia during the recent uh, Ukraine crisis. She has adopted a policy of securing uh, key trade deals with countries such as Japan, New Zealand and Australia and restoring the UK's place in the world. In terms of tax and public spending, she has pledged to reduce the tax intake by around £32 billion and has vowed to reverse the rise in national insurance contributions. Ms Truss also wants to launch an independent review on uh, taxes and spending in the government. She also wants to make sure Britain keeps corporation tax competitive and has suggested putting the COVID debt on a longer term footing, but has so far been scant on details and has uh, ceased to provide any further details on uh, further commitments. In terms of health and social care, she has pledged to scrap the health and social care levy put in place by Boris Johnson, and she says the NHS remains off the table for any trade agreement. In terms of immigration, Ms. Truss has yet to elaborate on her plans, but while in government, she did back the Rwanda policy. She had also previously said and stated the need for proper control of our borders and an immigration system that allows those who contribute to the economy to come to the UK. In terms of housing, she's previously said that villages should be able to expand by around four or five houses a year without having to go through the planning system so that people can afford to live locally. She's also floated the idea of raising the state pension age in recent times. She had previously opposed a planned windfall tax on the UK energy sector, claiming it makes it difficult to attract future investment in the country. And as environment secretary, she slashed funding for solar farms, describing them as a blight on the landscape. In terms of financial status, 
her her wealth and uh, net worth is relatively average. All in all, Liz Truss is clear of corruption, has been a competent political administrator in her time as a politician, and has uh, good commitments uh, lined up for uh, her prime ministerial reign. So all in all, the best of these candidates seems to be Liz Truss, but the only weakness she has is that she is prone to a possible Labour attack in Parliament and that Labour may win the election if she's not careful in the next general election. In conclusion, uh, I think that Liz Truss would be the best uh, of these prime ministerial candidates if she wins, but she would face a stark challenge to deal with the problems that the UK faces and to win the next general election for the Conservative Party. Thank you for listening and hope you've enjoyed this episode of Mission Undercover. Bye.